Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The new 97.7, Boston's number one for R&B, is proud to be close to the community. Welcome to another edition of Community Focus. We're going to be talking this morning about a very, very important topic that's impacting the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Governor Baker and Lieutenant Governor Polito were very much involved in a bipartisan support to bring innovation in terms of transportation across the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, involving the transportation network companies and Sidecar, Uber, and Lyft. And it was being deemed as a very, very important step to put a regulatory reform around these uh, transportation network companies. I think coming out the gate, though, we really need to say, at least from a personal perspective, I fully support that what they were trying to do in terms of making sure that if you get in somebody's car, that you would be safe. That means that if somebody had a, a sexual predator background, we need to know about that. That person shouldn't be driving. But I believe when I read the legislation, it really talked about having, making sure that there was an optimum way to guarantee the safety of the public. And so we're going to have our guest this morning to really walk us through this piece of legislation. He, as the chair of the House side of the Financial Services Committee, uh, State Representative Aaron Michaelwitz um, from the North End has really uh, been, he's a seasoned player, been around a long time, but he's, he's, he's a good guy. And I know he has the best interest at heart. But somewhere along the way, this legislation and the implementation we think, at least from my vantage point, did it go too far? Where's the balance? And so as we shift to, to, to Aaron, uh, Representative Michaelwitz, I want to ask a simple question. Was that your intent, Representative, for when the legislation was drafted and crafted, that uh, it would go beyond the seven years of the normal background check? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on today. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to come on and speak. Um, I would say, you know, it's it's hard to gauge the entire process uh, until we do full implementation. And right now, uh, we're still in the middle of the implementation of the of, of the legislation. Uh, the legislation uh, was passed in August. Well, it was passed in July. It was signed by the governor in August. And uh, we gave them a full year to do the entire implementation process, uh, which included the background check process. And the background check process it was a tricky one. You know, we had been hearing uh, from a lot of constituents and, and frankly, from a lot of media uh, about stories of, of issues where people that were driving the, some of these cars shouldn't have been driving these cars, shouldn't have been behind the wheel, whether that was through a criminal background check. Uh, or through a criminal issue, or through a poten potential uh, vehicular uh, record uh, that they that they shouldn't have had, um, and so I think 
when we when we did the framework of the bill, we set the guidelines as a you know a typical Corey check, meaning you know the seven year process. Uh, we set certain pieces that shouldn't that you wouldn't be allowed to have on your record to be able to become a driver, you know, a violent crime, uh, you know, potential fel- potential different types of felonies, uh, obviously on the on the uh, driving side, OUI, uh, or maybe some more, you know, uh, uh, major accidents or major uh, uh, traffic violations. Uh, but what we also did, and, and we had to do this to make sure that the bill got implemented properly, was we had to give DPU flexibility, uh, the Department of Public Utilities, which is in charge yes. of issuing the licenses. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And we were, you know, the fact that we were doing this where the state was controlling the license procedure, we were actually the first in the nation to do something of this nature. No other state has done that. Every other state has put the put their trust into the companies of Uber and Lyft to make that determination. We, on the other hand, felt that it was important to have a, a, a backstop. A, regu- a regulatory a, body a, that would be overseeing it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, that, that the state would have some type of role in terms of who could be these drivers and who couldn't. Now, uh in the spirit of the law, did, did we anticipate them going back to doing continuings without a findings, um, you know, 20 years back uh, from the story, some of the stories that I'm hearing? No, that wasn't that wasn't exactly uh, from my perspective, the, the spirit of what the legislation was to what was uh, was looking to accomplish. With that said, and, you know, and having talked to DPU, uh, it has been very I mean, we feel it's been very successful in terms of weeding out the, the people that shouldn't be driving, you know, the, the 51 sex offenders that got knocked off that shouldn't shouldn't be behind the road, uh, shouldn't be, you know, handling people late at night, especially when they've been drinking and inebriated. Uh, the there's a number of people that had their license suspended, uh, that were driving with, with, with licenses suspended, which is, is uh, baffles my mind that how these people how Uber and Lyft could actually let these people on the road uh, when their license is currently suspended. Um, you know, there, there, though, was you know, there a number of the people who were? I think it was about 160, maybe somewhere in that okay. range. Some, somewhere in that range. Uh, but I, in, but I did also hear about the other stories of people that had things pulled up off their record from 20 years ago, continuing without finding. Uh, and I, I'm hopeful, and I, you know, I'm, I, you know, I've talked to DPU uh, uh, about this. I'm hopeful that now that they've now that they've ca- cast a wide net of, of of drivers that they're trying to knock out, that they now will tighten the reins and 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 maybe you know focus it a, or tail it a little more specific in terms of what they're trying to do. Uh, and I, you know, that is what the process is going on right now. They're ha- they're going to have a hearing uh, in May. Uh, related to that, right now is the uh, is the common period uh, related to the uh, the regulations, um, and uh, you know I think they're not they're not saying that they're not open to I mean I think they're open to change or open to discussion. I think they want to they want to create the most safe environment possible as as we do, but also create an environment where people can you know uh, use the TNC networks to to you know to gain to have full employment and to have you know to gain some uh, some important employment let me ask you this question then because if we look at what the numbers and by the way at the urban league we've been bombarded with phone calls yeah. of people calling me personally they don't want to talk to anybody else in the building they want to talk to Darnell Williams and saying what are you going to do to help us because if we look at the 8200 people that got caught up into this widespread net. And you just gave me a number of about 211 that shouldn't have been on there. So we're in support of those folks that are driving without a license or sex offenders not to be driving anybody in a public capacity. We're in full support of that. But now we're still looking at about 8,000 people that are, uh, I think I remember reading something to the fact that a thousand or so appealed, and only 441 were 
actually uh, reinstated. Right. It's for the 14, 1400, I saw. 1400? Appealed in 400, four, 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 four yeah. something okay. was, uh, was the amount that got overturned. Those appeals got turned over. So we still got about 7,000 to go in terms of getting them into the system to be properly vetted. Yeah. And that's, I guess those are the people that are calling. I don't think I'm by myself on mm -hmm. that. So the question is that I like what you said. We got a hearing coming up in May. Mm -hmm. The hearing will do what? The DPU. DPU. The DPU is hosting the hearing uh, uh, basically uh, on their regulations. You okay, know? so, so that's Department of Public Utilities, Utilities yeah. will be hosting a hearing in May. Is that the only way that you can provide comment to the Department of Public N Utilities? No, from what, from what I'm told, you can you can send them uh, a letter or an email or you know a phone call. They're, they're taking public comments as we speak. Okay. Uh, they started that one, uh, about a week or two weeks ago. Uh, they opened it up for public comments. They're going to keep take public comments all the way up to the hearing. And then they're going to come back sometime in the summer, I would assume, maybe. maybe so they're going to kind of uh, analyze, analyze what, it. Analyze what they've what done. What they heard. Yeah, and come back and, and, and try to get some. I think they had, they, from the legislation that we, that, we, that we provided them, they have till November to have final regulations put in place. Uh, so that's, the pro that's what the process that's is going on right now. So I think that's important for the listeners to know that if you are a driver and you have been impacted by this continuation without finding or you did something when you were like 15 or 16 and you probably weren't the smartest things in two shoes at the time, but now you're an older adult and you're more responsible, you got family and kids, because many of these folks, this is their livelihood. Right. So the economic impact is just huge yep. that I can't drive. Some people bought new cars in order to meet the threshold. Right. So this is not just like a casual uh, I'm driving what we would call, I know I see them in Roxbury a lot, the, we call them the gypsy taxis. Mm -hmm. They're, 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 <laughs> they're parked near. These are, these are different. They're, they're, yeah. This is different yeah. because it's regulated. Right. So we're all supportive of that. So I think the question we have is that you, you made a statement when the bill was signed. I want to read that quote of what you stated, and I want you to elaborate on how did we get here, and beyond the hearing, how do we, how do we strike the balance? Mm -hmm. You were quoted as to say, with the signing of this bill into law, we in Massachusetts have created a framework for the TNC, that's the transportation network companies, and the industry to continue to grow and thrive in the Commonwealth while producing a bill that is second to none when it comes to public safety and consumer protections, said the Joint Committee of Financial Services Chair, State Representative Aaron Mikowitz. Uh, Democrat of Boston. He went on to say, it is my belief that other states who have, have yet to deal with this issue will look to Massachusetts as the model as they undertake their own leg legislation with regard to TNC. I want to thank the governor, my colleagues in the House and the Senate for the leadership on this issue. That was then, and here we are now. Mm -hmm. so, I, I, and, when I, and when I say about other states, uh, uh, going to copy our modeling. I think uh, what, I'm, what I'm pointing to is the fact that the, the state having a control of the process as opposed to the companies. Um, you, you know, that as, like I said, that has been not been seen anywhere else in the country. And we were the first to kind of do that. Now, we're, maybe we're having some bumps on the road as we, as we deal with the process of, of, of implementing that. And, I, you know, I don't think we're done and I don't think DPU would claim that they're done. And if we, when we are done, if we have to come back and do some legislative fixes or some, you know, look throughs again, uh, you know, my, my, my committee is certainly open. I'm certainly open to that. I know my co-chair, 
uh, on the Senate side is certainly open to doing that if, if we have to. You know what I mean? Yes. I, but it, but that's not till November when the final implementation is done. Uh, when I'm saying that we're talking about the uh, the the idea of the first time uh, in the nation, it is important to understand that that with Uber and Lyft, we'd had a lot of issues uh, with who they were having on the road, and we've had a lot of you know moments over the last couple of years where you know you've come to find out a person shouldn't have been on the road. They had this type of background check, and so for us to have a, a state background check on top of the uh, the companies having their own. I think is going to prove to be long-term a very wise uh, decision and something that is going to provide, a, a, from a public safety standpoint, the most, the most utmost of public safety. And I think other states will certainly uh, look to that. And they are, I mean, there was an article in the Globe uh, after they announced the first round of, of background checks that other states were going, "Hey, wait a minute, we should be, have, we should have a hand in our state's decisions on, on who is on the road and stuff like that." So I think uh, you know we're going to get there it's 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 a process, it's a process. And, we're and we're still we're still in the middle of it clearly if you are alive and conscious in boston you have been seeing uh, numerous articles uh that have been written about this topic and then you're also if you have been a driver it was one of the transportation network companies you also recognize that you probably are no longer driving and so this conversation is really is to edify and educate our community in terms of this economic impact, but also the process of how do we strike the balance between public safety as well as making sure that it's not considered in this uh, pilot phase too draconian. Uh, State Representative, what would you say is the, the right balance that we should be striving towards to reach this where folks can earn a living, provide public safety, and 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 be a representative of this uh, transportation network. I, I think that uh, going forward, uh, you know, DPU has made it very clear that they they feel that going past seven years is important on certain criminal uh, pieces. And you know, I, and depending on the the issue, depending on the, uh, the 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 crime we're talking about, I don't I don't necessarily disagree with them on some of those. So mm-hmm. it may be that we have to be able to open up the door further on some types of criminal backgrounds and maybe. Lessen the lessen the, uh, the the door on some other ones, the ones that are you know the the less uh, uh, grievous charge or something like that, where uh, you might be you know after seven years you know you've done you've done your time in terms of in terms of having to deal with this on your record. You know I'm I'm a big believer. I was a big believer in Corey reform when we did it back in 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was a huge step for us to be taking. Uh, you know to provide economic opportunity for from you know all walks of life in in our in our you know in our city in our Commonwealth. Uh, and I think that we need to you know when we did the legislation. That was the intent. The intent was to be able to provide, uh, you know, the these fr- this framework around this industry uh, that basically said these are the types of people we don't think should be driving. These are the type of people we think, you know, can be driving. But, some, uh, but we had to give flexibility because, you know, you, when you're implementing a new agency mm-hmm, uh, for the mm-hmm. first time and something that's been done, like I said, that hasn't been done anywhere else in the country. It's easier to ratchet back exactly. rather than the, to ratchet up. And that's what I think DPU has said. I think they've said they've, they've been okay to cast a wide net and then and then tailor it a little bit better or, you know, or, or, or tailor it down a little bit as opposed to starting sl- slim and then trying to expand. But, uh, but here's and, the challenge that we have. And mm-hmm. when I was coming up as a kid, if you did a crime, you would do your time and you pay your debt to society and you would have a chance to reinvent yourself and be able to, uh, you know, start over again. But it seems even with all of the noble efforts around uh, the criminal justice reform, it seems like if I do a crime today, it's like I have to wear this arbitrage to the day that I die. Yeah. And, and so that's where, where the rub is, is that I've paid my debt to society 
And I, as I stated before, we know that certain crimes should not have that, that luxury or that option. But so it's almost like that arbitrage does never seem to go away, especially in communities of color. We have a lot of work to do in, in the criminal justice reform <laughs> area, not just in okay. this issue, but certainly, you know, uh, you know, I, there have been many leaders in, in the legislature uh, that have, you know, made this a, a, an important point. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Point for this legislative session to try to tackle, uh, and I and you know and I applaud their efforts and I and I support their efforts because I think that you know the, there needs to be you, you cannot you, you shouldn't have to wear you know the wear the scarlet letter your entire life as as you go. Well, forward, I appreciate no I appreciate you sharing yeah. the sensitivity of that, but the back by, at the end of the day, if I bought a new car, I'm driving, and I I'll give you one case in particular. There was a gentleman who was driving the school bus for children. And when they did this expanded background check, he got knocked out not only of driving for the transportation companies, but but also for the school system where he'd been doing for successfully. So when you have those kind of, I mean, where is the the common sense or the compassion and humanity that I might have done something because like if they were to put my background, I think I did some stuff when I was in the, in the crib. Right, 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 right. <laughs> we, we all we all crossed us the bear. Some um, of us, you know, yeah. I know I took a rattle or two when I was in my baby crib, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I'm alone. <laughs> I, I would say that on the on the eight thousand or so odd people that got knocked out, there were seventy thousand applicants, which is yes. extraordinary. How many applicants there were in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts? You know yeah. that, that is that is a, a, across a, the state. Across yeah. the state, that's a crazy amount of numbers. I didn't even think it was that high uh, for the, for so that eight thousand got knocked off uh, as driver. You know, and talking to DPU, so we're talking ten percent of the population. Ten percent of the population that applied got got knocked off because of their criminal background check. Uh, or, or the vehicular background check. It could, it could have been That's either right. one. Yeah. Combination. Yeah. Continuation without findings. Yes. Could be uh, sexual offender the, registry. The question I don't know, or that I don't have the answer to, that I want, I would like to hear DPU eventually, you know, share, and maybe they will share this at the public hearing, is which out of that out of that eight thousand people, how many were ones that got knocked off because of their criminal background check from within the last seven years? Uh, you know, that would have been k- picked up on the quarry, or how much of it is is a continuing without a finding? How much of it is from something 20 years ago? You know, I, they didn't have those those facts and figures for me when I last talked to them. I would like to see what those numbers are, because I think that'll tell a better story in terms of, you know, how far reaching or, you know, in terms of people getting knocked off. How are they getting knocked? Are they getting knocked off because they should be getting knocked off? Or are they getting knocked off because of this extra, you know, reach that that DPU okay. has decided to do? I don't know what that those facts and figures are at the moment. I think that those are important. That's going to be very important, important for tale. us to have. Yeah, it's an important tale to the story. Uh, and uh, I, I, I will be interested to see if they maybe have dug a little deeper in terms of that by the time we have this hearing in May. You also, uh, in the legislation, when I read the bill, it talked about the level of insurance per ride, per occurrence, that you and your and your senator um, Karen uh, Spilka Spilka were instrumental in putting into place. I believe it was one million dollars per occurrence per ride yes. that you put in the legislation. So if anything were to happen, underinsured, 
accident, whatever, et cetera. I think that was pretty. What was the rationale behind that one million dollar cover? So that that is the, uh, the that's kind of the TNC or somewhat of the TNC model across the country that that, okay. that others have been using. Uh, we adopted that, and that was Uber and Lyft's kind of policy. They basically. It, it becomes a $1 million insurance policy once someone is going to go pick up the ride. So, like, they're sitting in their car. They're, you know, they're a TNC driver. They're sitting in their car. They get alerted, and they start heading towards the go pick up the They'll person. go to pick up the passenger. Once they go to pick up the passenger or, or head towards picking up the passenger, that's when the million-dollar policy kicks in because they may be, you know, they may get an accident on the way to picking up the passenger. Uh, and when they have the passenger in the car, they will have the one million. Okay, so I wanted to make I wanted yeah. to make sure that the passenger was covered. Of course, of course, the passenger, <laughs> the passenger is covered as well. And you know, I mean, we, we thought one the one million dollar policy was important. One thing that we we, we did mm-hmm. differently in, in in our bill that hadn't been done any anywhere else in the country is we required that if you were going to become a TNC driver, then you had to go to your insurance company or your insurance carrier and let them know that that's what you were using your car for, and let them you know set the policy. Uh, for as what they a, want to do, because because what we've been seeing is that while they have while Uber or Lyft cover the million dollar policy, they only cover after your your, in, your individual primary, your, primary carrier your primary carrier right has been has, has already kicked in, yeah. and what we were seeing is people were getting into accidents that were above what the primary carrier would kick in. Uber would cover the above, the above part, but then they would go back to their primary carrier, and their primary okay. carrier was like, "Hey, you didn't tell us. You, you were. never informed us yeah. that you were using your your vehicle because that's an increased exposure." Exactly. And and fortunately, in one of my previous lives, I was a property casualty underwriter. So you know all uh, about. So it. so <laughs> I know I know that conversation quite well. You, you know risk. You know risk. You know the risk discussion. <laughs> the risk is different than you driving your daughter to the uh, school or son. And you're going to a golf course or you're going to the swimming pool, hockey, right. uh, whatever. But when you start taking people in a ride, that is a additional level of exposure right. that your premium has not taken into account. Right. Especially if you're bouncing around downtown Boston, for instance, or, or you know, in, in a you know, in a more urban environment as you opposed mean to like being yesterday out. snarl. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or, or like versus when you're out in the suburbs, you know, I mean, what the, what the differences are. That's why insurance rates are much different for, you know, different parts of the, uh, the Commonwealth or different parts of the city even. Why was this considered an, an emergency law? Uh, because it had been, you know, the TNC market had been here for so long, uh, had grown for the last four, three or four years. Uh, that it was, um, you know, that it was important for us to not just not just to pass the bill, but to start the implementation as quickly as possible. Um, in particular, because of those incidents that we'd been hearing about, you know, there, yeah, I mean, there were some high-profile cases yeah. where some of the TNC drivers were assaulting their passengers, right. and, and we had we had yeah. one. We we passed the law in the last week of July. The governor signed it the first week of August. We had a major incident take place in Everett, yes. uh, like the second week of August or the second or third week of August. And that was, people were that saying- That was attention grabbing, yeah, saying, the, the, what, are, what, are, what are you guys doing yeah, to protect why, us? Yeah, why haven't you implemented it already? And, and so the, the mayor of Everett actually came out and said, it needs to be done now. It needs to be done, you know, because he, I mean, he was reacting to the, to the, 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 the heinous, you know, crime that took place. Uh, and so, uh, you know, we do, we do, we did recognize that there needs to be a quick, there needs to be a quick implementation. With that said, it is a process, and we want to see it play out, you know, to a fullest extent before we come back in and have to make legislative fixes. fixes well, I'm, I'm encouraged by my conversation with you, and I say that on a professional and personal level to hear that you're you're receptive, you're open to the process, 
and that and folks that are listening to this program knowing that they can write a letter, they can email the Department of Public Utilities to let them know that their thoughts need to be captured prior to, I think it might be May 23rd or something. The uh, May 23rd uh, hearing date that's going to be, where? where is that going to hearing? I believe gonna, it's going to be at the Transportation, transportation Building. Bin. That's the Transportation Building. Uh, right there on, is that Stewart Street? Is that Stewart? Uh, uh, no, Ten Park Plaza. Ten, Ten Park Plaza. Yeah. Okay. Right ne- next yeah. to a couple of restaurants that we all know. <laughs> um, so that's going to be pretty good. And, we, and we will And we will also, from the legislative standpoint, after the implementation is done, we will have a, we're going to have an oversight hearing okay. uh, related to this. It will probably be in the fall at okay. that point in time. But we'll have, we're going to have a, an oversight hearing from the committee standpoint since we handled the, the legislation. We okay. want to see how, how the implementation has been, how it's so gone. So it's kind of like post after the trial or yes. is that what they're calling it, the trial period? Yeah, sure. That's so the trial period, then you have the uh, fine-tuning, and then you're going to have a post-evaluation and, of, and then, then and so if we have to make more changes, make more changes or we, tweaks we, we to will, the legislation. We will, we will work on it. You know, I mean that that'll be important. That you know, this is such a big bill uh, in terms of ex- how expansive it was, how you know how how important it was uh, that you always want to have to go back and, and and see if you have to make some fine-tuned changes. And we you expect to just on any any big piece of legislation, you expect that you don't get it all 100 percent right the first time uh, mm-hmm. because it, I mean that that's why it's that's why that's why we have jobs in terms of continuing <laughs> to do, to you know change the law and in, in, you know in, in positive ways. This uh, this question is not to, to to sidebar you in a sense, but I, I'm I'm curious as to do you think that the taxi cab drivers were sitting on the sideline saying uh, we told you so? <laughs> I, I think there's a little bit of that. You know, the, okay. so 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 uh, the Hackney division started uh, fingerprinting the the taxi cabs in Boston mm-hmm. uh, back in February of last year. In fe- yeah, February of 16 and. Uh, they've had, you know, I'd like to know what their numbers are. I haven't, I haven't talked to them about what what their numbers have been in terms of how many jo- how many drivers have gotten knocked out as a taxi cab driver. Because are, you, are you saying that in spite of the the taxi cab drivers having their own beef, uh, whether we're depending on what side you said, they also had drivers who were impacted by this expanded background check. Not by our expanded background check, but by by the Hackney division deciding to go ahead and start fingerprinting. Okay. So once the Hackney Division, from under 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 the police division, under uh, BPD, under, okay. they they decided to fingerprint their taxi cab drivers in February. This is in the middle of us doing the bill too, so it was a little chaotic. Uh, they had some drivers that, that got knocked off. I don't know what those numbers are, but I know that they had some drivers get knocked off. We wanted to avoid fingerprinting because we felt that that was overreaching, uh, you know, in terms of where of what of what was going to be on, captured on someone's record, including someone gets gets arrested but doesn't, you know. Ne- but there ne- was also a legitimate threat that if we went with fingerprinting with the TNCs, that they were talking about pulling out of the state of Massachusetts. There was, was, that, there, was there, that? Had been, there had been threats of that nature. I don't know if. Uh, while they had pulled out in other areas, was, okay. they hadn't pulled out in some in a, in a location as big as Boston, you know, or as 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 as, as much a, usage as, as, as much usage as Boston. Uh, I mean, we are the you know the sixth largest you know media or you know population capital, not necessarily the city itself, but the Boston greater the Boston greater, area. greater Boston, uh, yeah, the, what they the, call it, the greater Boston, Boston area. metropolitan area. Yeah, exactly. We we spend a lot of money, we earn a lot of money, and we take a lot of rides. We take a lot of rides, and so uh, they had never pulled out of somewhere as big. So I don't you know. While they did throw that threat around, I didn't know how real that threat was. Uh, but it was, you know, they were saying that. And so, you know, we did take that into account. And we also just thought that fingerprinting was 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 too far. Uh, you know, it, 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 would have been, it would have been even further than even what DPU is doing now in terms of what the reach would have been. 
And you need to forgive me because I forgot to ask you at the first uh, outset of this uh, conversation and dialogue with State Representative Aaron Michaelwitz is that uh, you might want to do a shout out to your, your constituents and who do you represent? So I, I represent the 3rd Suffolk District, which is the great neighborhoods of the South End, uh, Chinatown, uh, Bay Village, uh, downtown, uh, uh, Leather District, a little bit of Beacon Hill, and my home neighborhood where I was born and raised on the North End. Where, where there's the home of 400 restaurants in about <laughs> four, four or five blocks, a, and, they're, and they're all great. It's a great place to live. That's live. great. great place I, didn't to know, I didn't know that you were, you were born and raised there. That's, that's Born and raised there with my last name. Yeah, I was born and raised in the North End. I okay, that's yeah. great. Now, so tell us, um, in, in addition to your chairmanship on the Financial Services Committee, what other committees are you uh, engaged with uh, under Speaker DeLeo? Uh, when you become a chair of a committee, that you you, you, re- you, you relinquish everything you relinquish everything else and you work on as the chair of that committee because it's it's a lot of it's work. it's a lot of work it's a lot okay. of work and the financial services committee handles all the types of insurance whether it's health life auto property casualty uh, and then we handle all the banking discussions okay and uh, okay. you know you know that's so I did it last session for the fir- I was I was appointed last session for the first time I got reappointed this session so congratulations we, we to, thank you and we, so we got some work to do we, we're dealing excuse me we're dealing with Airbnb. Uh, you know the short-term rental uh, yes. uh, legislation yes, very that much a- that's in, very important, uh, taking up a lot of housing stock in our in our city. Uh, we're trying to figure out what the what the proper framework will be around that, similar to you know the Uber discussion in terms of building a framework. A uh, little bit different, but you know still has some similarities with the tech economy and 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 the innovation economy. Uh, we deal with a lot of like I said, a lot of insurance issues. Uh, and also a lot of banking stuff. And so the banking the banking discussions uh, is something that is very important uh, because, um, you know, we want to make sure that the banks are, uh, you know, while the federal government hand, handles a lot more regulations than the state does, there is some state regulations that we deal with. Yeah, I think the challenge that we have is that if Boston is known as this innovative uh, hub and if you throw in Cambridge, uh, we have what I call one of the uh, budding industries that are causing people, and I don't know if they're just trust fund children who are now utilizing their, their, their wherewithal to come up with these products and they're filling in the gaps that have not been filled, and then we're thriving. But then at the same time, we have to figure out a way, and I don't think that taxation is the driver I think it's more regulatory to make sure that people are protected, their houses are are the transportation in terms of so so as you see this trend if you look uh, the 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 affordability question of living in Boston people are having to live further out mm-hmm. and commute into the very city that some of us are born now so mm-hmm. I would say you're probably a generation if you were born there you're benefiting from what your parents sacrifices are but there are folks who are not going to be able to stay in Boston as a result of this booming economy. Well, I mean, my neighborhood is a perfect example in the sense of where you had, you have a neighborhood of people that grew up there, you know, all that, most of the, most of the friends, most of my friends have had to move out, you know, they just can't afford it or, you know, they, they, it oh, they got, they got six roommates. Yeah, they, well, it makes more <laughs> sense for them to live, you know, in, in a place like Saugus or a place like, you know, maybe a little more space and not as much, uh, not, it doesn't cost as much. Uh, yeah, the North but the, become but the quality of life and, and yeah. I believe from what I know, I know parking is not that great in Roxbury, but no, I know parking in the North End is like, that's not, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother job. Yeah, it's 
spots are gold. But listen, parking spots are gold in the North End. We can continue this, but I want to say it's been a real treat to have you on. I'd love to have you back again. Certainly. As as we deal with the hearing and then with the, the post uh, evaluation. Um, but my guest is State Representative Aaron Michaelwitz, a Democrat from North End of Boston. Um, and he, it's been a real treat. And thank you for educating our listening audience and for being with me this morning. Well, thank you for having me on 97.7. I, lo- I love that <laughs> we love the new station in the North End. So thank you for having me on. All right. Thank you, right. sir. Community Focus is a goodwill presentation on the new 97.7. For an on demand replay of this broadcast and a list of community events, log on to 97.7rmb.com slash community. Join us next week for another Community Focus on Boston's number one for RMB. A new 97.7. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.